You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You're here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Winan, life coach Prue Sulisic, and women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose. We're pushing boundaries, being imperfect and unstoppable. Join in the conversation by being a part of the Facebook group and connect with your own soul sisters. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Wholehearted. We are here with another great episode for you. And this week we have a guest. First of all, I'm just going to check in with Donna Lee and Tanya. Everyone's good this week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. Getting there. Get in there. (laughs) It's been a good week. It's been a good week. So everyone's going to love our guest today. And I'm just going to introduce you to Joe Spear. And Joe is the founder of Life and Breath, is a growth mentor and a breathwork facilitator. Joe has personally facilitated over 1,000 people through breathwork sessions, events, and breakthrough programs with a focus on nervous system regulation and cultivating a growth mindset. Joe typically, typically works with self led men and women who are seeking personal or professional growth to become the conscious leader of their life. Her mission is to create a more conscious world for future generations. So, welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Morning. Yeah, absolutely. We what a beautiful are... mission. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's a big one. It's simple, but it's not simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny story, Joe and I met last January, so 2022. <laughs> we were in the same training event and we sat next to each other and then we both came down with COVID. <gasps> yes, I remember that. That was a a very memorable training, wasn't it, when the facilitators also couldn't be in the room because they had COVID and at the time it was all locked down and, you know, social distancing stuff. So Yeah, it was the best. I will never take it back, like having COVID and all because, yeah, I got to meet Joe and a heap of other amazing people that weekend. It was so good. So, yeah, so Joe, Joe and I have known each other since then, so almost 18 months. And we've touched base, you know, we spent a lot of time together last year, actually, doing lots of programs. And even into this year, we've had lots of touch points already. And so I was lucky enough to go through a facilitation of breath work with Joe a couple of weekends ago. And it was, it's incredible. And as someone that resists breath work, um, Joe makes it really, she's really transparent about the process, which I liked. And then, yeah, the, the transformation that you have from doing a breath work session is indescribable, really. I, I can't even really describe it to you. So that's that's the first thing. Like, I would love for you to explain what breath work is and how it can support people through transformation. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, it's really cool that you were able to experience that session as well because mm. we've got some stuff to, to talk about from your own experience, right? Yeah. Breathwork is, there are layers to it. It is a great tool that you can use to regulate your nervous system day to day. It's not always the full transformational type experiences that you may experience. It is generally when you're doing the longer, deeper sessions that are guided and facilitated that you're able to actually access altered states of consciousness and have experiences that you can't always necessarily explain, right? It's it's a feeling. It's some people see things. You may experience people who have passed over, sending messages through for you. You normally mm-hmm. really tap into your own inner guidance and your inner wisdom in those longer, deeper sessions. So yeah, there are many different levels and layers to breathwork as a modality. Um, And what you experienced was one of the really profound, deeper sessions, which was really cool. Yeah. Beautiful. I know I, like I said, I resist it. I'd never, ever heard of breathwork really until I moved to the Gold Coast. So if you're on and listening it might be you. You might have never heard of breathwork. What about Tanya and Donna Lee? Have you experienced breathwork? Have you, you know, worked, done any work with it? 
No, <laughs> I'll only put Donnelly then. No, like I've I've definitely heard of it. Um, I've done you know your basic kind of breath work in in like relaxing your nervous system and you know your four breath breathing and your box breathing and things like that, but nothing and nothing ever deeper. Yeah, I've yeah I have experienced it and it's a pretty powerful experience. And if you've got um, the right facilitators too, and they're providing the safe space, it's very powerful. Mm. I'm liking it here to like just the way Joe was describing it. Then I'm liking it to you know sitting in a TP tent with an ancient Indian man and the the, the smoke from the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Joe, I would love to know what what are some things that people don't know about breathwork? Maybe they've, you know, have are thinking about finding a facilitator themselves. And what is something that you want them to know about breathwork that maybe isn't commonly known? Yeah. Well, I guess for me, I also when I first discovered it, I had no idea about what it was all about. Um, it was at a really great time in my life that I found it because I really needed it at the time. I personally was going through a lot um, and didn't really know how to process my emotions and didn't really know how to regulate myself. And I had actually stopped drinking alcohol, which was what I was using at the time as a coping mechanism, as well as, you know, binge eating and, um, you know, just avoiding feeling things that I didn't really know how to deal with. So, I came across this big group of people doing something and I thought they were meditating and I was like, I'm really into this. You know, I've always been interested in yoga and woo-woo and meditation and all the things, but I'd never heard of breath work and something was just calling me down there to do it and I was really scared to try something new, right? I was like, oh, someone come with me, (laughs) trying to get people to um, yeah, come and hold my hand. And no one was really interested. They didn't know what it was either. This was a couple of years ago now. Um, and eventually I was like, I just need to listen to this inner nudge that I have to go and give it a go. And I'm really glad that I did, especially at the time of my life when I found it, because starting off with just some simple breathwork techniques really helped me to process what was going on for me and get out of my head and my overthinking and actually connect in with what I had stored in my body and what I'd been suppressing and actually really gently release it because I think many of us don't really know how to to let it go or to feel emotions and in order to actually heal them, right? So for me, I didn't really know anything about breathwork. So you may not realize, people out there who haven't heard of it, that it's a really beautiful way to help you access things that you maybe don't know how to face and maybe that you're avoiding. Uh, Emotion, when we push it down, can generally be stored in the body. So when we're able to to do these deep breathwork sequences, and it doesn't really take long either, it can just be a few minutes, but it alters your brainwave state and it allows you to get out of that over-analytical monkey mind Mm -hmm. and connect more in with your heart and your body. And sometimes I'll be in a breathwork session, especially when I first started. And a couple of minutes in, I just have tears streaming out of my eyes. And I wouldn't even necessarily know what that was linked to. I wouldn't necessarily have a memory or, or you know, have a specific thing that it was coming up about. But I, it was just my body's beautiful, natural way to know what to do and to know to release those things that I had been storing for so long. Um, you can also have a crack up laughing experience as well you know emotions on all ends it's not always very serious and some people can get a bit scared about it on the opposite end of that though people may not also realize that although it's great for regulating your nervous system and and helping you to process emotions that you can also have those really profound experiences Uh, you can have a dmt release which is where you might think of the ceremony and the smoke and things tanya right um, yeah. You can just access different states of consciousness and, like I mentioned earlier, different messages and things can come through for you. Even if you're not, you know, woo-woo or in touch with your intuition, you can't describe it. There is a lot of science that explains what's going on, but then there's this thing that you just can't explain that happens as well. So mm. pretty cool. I would love all the skeptics that people don't believe in any sort of energy or anything like that to actually experience a breathwork session because then they will actually feel how in their bodies they can be and 
how much energy is around them because that's what I experienced. I've never been a skeptic. I'm just like, yes, I believe it all. Bring it to me. But when I experienced it the first time last, it was it at in that room, the same room that we met in that I had that first experience of breath work. I had a yeah, I had all those things that you said, like I had tears like streaming out of my eyes. It's not really not pinpointing a reason, but I also had this experience of I had I did have my grandfather come through to me as well, who'd recently passed away. And so he was there and my nana, who, you know, who's also passed away, they came into that session and were like, they were actually, it's like they were holding me and telling me to surrender into this, the feeling that I was feeling because I was resisting, resisting, resisting. And it felt like all the energy was on the outside of my body. And as soon as I surrendered into that, I felt like I absorbed it. It was incredible. And then I just like lost the plot and was like crying hysterically, (laughs) but in a good way. And then when we, and yeah, then I just felt like this wholeness of my body. And yeah, it's, it's really hard to describe, but I would highly recommend it to anybody that feels like they're holding on to anything, you know, like you talk about the nervous system regulation Like, let's talk a bit more about that. What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, great. So we often feel triggered, you know, triggered into stress responses throughout our day. And back when we were cavemen and women, having this fight or flight response, right, was really useful. Let's say a lion or some threat in your environment came to attack you. Your body is going to naturally put yourself into a sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight response. And your body is awesome. It's going to flood you with cortisol and all of those and adrenaline and all of those hormones so that you can actually either fight for your life or run away for your life as well, right? The thing is, is in our current, you know, environment and society and culture, a lot of people get triggered into that response only by perceived threats, right? So it could be you're running late for work and you start to get frazzled and stressed out or you know, we we get so comfortable in our environment. If, if it's a little bit hot or cold, we can turn the air con up or down. So what it means is that in our current world, we're triggered into that sympathetic state quite easily, most of us. And when you are triggered a lot, it over a long period of time, it can really start to have a detrimental effect to your physical body. It can cause inflammation. Stress is a big, you know, problem for our body. And it can alter your sleep, right? And sleep is such an important part of our body's ability to rejuvenate itself and to heal. Um, And stress over the long term, you know, with a lot of inflammation in your body can start to create disease, right? So breathwork for me at the time I found it, I didn't actually realize how dysregulated I was because I had just grown up or been in such a dysregulated, heightened state for so long. I worked in corporate office. I was always a go, 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 do, 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 like very masculine type energy. And I loved it in a way. I thrived on it. And so when I started to actually get out of my head and into my body more, I actually realized how many things were going on that I was kind of ignoring and that I was too busy to actually connect with. So when we talk about the nervous system, breathwork has the ability, different styles of breathwork can help you to down-regulate when you're in that hyper-aroused state. Um, so, you know, let's just say you are stressed. We're all going to get stressed, right? And the stress response isn't bad. It actually helps us sometimes when we need to get things done mm. or we need to protect ourselves, right? But it's our ability to notice when we're feeling in that aroused state and able to actually bring ourselves back down to a baseline. And also on the opposite end of that, some people can fall into the parasympathetic state too much where they don't have enough energy and enough drive and um, they can fall into the fawn or freeze response. So breathwork different sequences can allow you to upregulate if you need to come out of that lower state and actually boost your energy or it can also down-regulate you when you need to come back to your rest and digest and actually calm down and relax yourself. So it's really simple but powerful. Yeah. Okay. Donna Lee, what do you think you need? Do you need to come down or go up? Um, 
Um, I can do both. So, yeah. Okay. I, I was just listening to Joe and I'm like, hey, great. I didn't actually realize that that possibly in my sympathetic nervous system, is that the one that you're lower and need to no. be brought up? Sympathetic no, is oh, yeah, the, the highly one. strong one. Okay. Yeah. The other way. No, the opposite. I yeah, I didn't realize that either, which I guess is <laughs> is um, congruent with depression. You can go into like there's the fight and flight response, right? And then you also have the fawn and the freeze response. And this is something I didn't realize growing up was my actual response was to go into the fawn response. Mm, and too. that's when me you're too. kind of people pleasing and you want to keep everyone happy because that's how we feel we need to protect ourselves. Mm. And again, if you're finding like you're lacking a bit of motivation or a bit of you're feeling a bit numb or a bit like low energy, actually noticing that trigger or that feeling in yourself and knowing whether you need to up or down regulate is a really effective tool. And it's something that I teach as part of my my group program around nervous system regulation. So yeah, that's cool. I was uh, listening to a talk the other day and it's actually the first time um, I'd ever heard of the fawn response. And oh. I was just like, oh my God, like that has been me all my, all my life. Yeah. 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 I only heard it recently in the last couple of years about it. And yeah, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh yeah. That's, that's me. That makes sure. so much sense. It yeah. Does make so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the power of breath work. Okay, so you got me even in like even more intrigued with it because yeah, I always just thought about it as a regulation to like to calm yourself down. Yeah. And and it was not that's not something that I need particularly. Like I, I feel like I'm actually really good at being calm, but then I think I'm the opposite, that I'm too calm and need to fire things up a bit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's a, it's great when you can recognize it in yourself. That's always the thing I suggest people to do first is recognize what do you need. Mm. And also for people who kind of feel okay, but want to find the other benefits to it, because regular breath work practice can also help you to detoxify the body and because you're increasing fresh oxygen in your bloodstream and you're actually letting go of excess carbon dioxide. So if you have cleaner blood, you're going to absorb more nutrients and that also improves your immunity and your digestion and things like that as well. So we take 22,000 breaths a day on average Mm -hmm. and many people just aren't breathing properly. It could be quite shallow into the chest. You're not actually getting much oxygen in and that's quite common for people who are anxious and kind of in that fight or flight response because they're always looking for danger in their environment, right? So, yeah, just noticing your breath throughout the day and actually just taking a couple of conscious breaths is a really great practice to get into, knowing that you're taking that fresh oxygen in and that it's helping everything throughout your body. Yeah, okay, cool. This is, yeah, this is really interesting. I've often said that um, I used to have notes all around the house, especially when I was had gone through a nervous breakdown and and was trying to sort of get better. I had notes everywhere saying breathe and like, yeah, like open the cupboard and there's a note there that says breathe. And it was just like to take a moment just to take one nice deep breath in and um, just doing that would help immensely. Really does. It can just be a couple of deep breaths in a moment when you're starting to feel that agitation can just start to bring you back down to your baseline, which is really great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what is considered proper breathing? I would love to know this question. So there's a book called Breathe by James Nestor, and it's a really great book, and it actually speaks about how we mostly breathe through our mouth, which is actually mm. not really good for us, right? So actually practising breathing through your nose is is a really great tip. But again, there's different breath styles depending on what you need in the moment. So the one that I give a lot of people um, in terms of if you're, you know, in a stressful environment, when I used to work in corporate office, for example, Mm -hmm. I actually would have three alarms on my phone set throughout the day and they would just be little reminders to me to stop and breathe. And because it's quite easy to get caught up in the work and the busyness and the hustle and bustle of life, right? So those little reminders really helped me to make sure that I was not getting too hyper aroused and kind of maintaining my my window of tolerance, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if I would notice, say, towards the end of the day that I was starting to hit the 3 p.m. slump or I was getting overwhelmed with all the things going on and I 
could sense it in my body, I would just go off into the toilet and do a couple of rounds of breath work, right? Um, There's one style that I like to give people, which is super simple for when you are feeling like you're starting to get a bit anxious or a bit stressed, Mm -hmm. in through the nose for four seconds, and then slowly out through the mouth for eight. Mm -hmm. So it's the prolonged exhale that will help you shift into your parasympathetic state. So the rest and digest. So if you do that a couple of times, even just for one minute or even just five of them, Mm -hmm. that is super simple and effective for you to come back to that place of calmness. Mm -hmm. And I've given this tool to people who are like going to uh, job interviews or, you know, different things where you start to get a bit nervous. They're like, what can I do to calm myself down? This is the tool that I give them straight away because it's so simple. Yeah, that really activates the vagus nerve, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? So it's, yeah, that in and then the double exhale. The prolonged exhale, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good tip. So take that on board. If you're feeling anxious today, right now, in a couple of hours' time, listen to, hear Joe's voice saying, you know, in for four and then out for eight a few times around until you feel yourself calming your nervous system. Beautiful tip because... How I can imagine most people are living in this heightened state because mm. let's be honest, like we've got lots of stuff to do. We've all where people have got full calendars and you know lots of things going on on in their lives, lots of stress um, that you can't particularly see, but they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And breath work, by the sounds of it, could be a great tool to add to the tool belt, belt to help you just live more freely and more like you know, to experience more of the happiness and the joy that we want in life. Yeah, just to get out of the head. A lot of us just live in our head a lot and thinking about all the to-do lists and the things we've got to do. And I know I still, I'm very auditory digital, right? I have a lot of inner Mm -hmm. talk and a lot of, like a lot of detail and I have these lists going on in my mind. And yeah, just having these moments of mindfulness to take a couple of deep breaths throughout your day can really just make a big difference for sure. Yeah. So, Joe, what is the difference between the nose breathing and the mouth breathing? So why do you breathe in through your nose and exhale through your mouth? That That's just one of the tips that will help you to switch into the parasympathetic state. There's a lot of different styles and flows of breath work, as I said, that will help you up and down regulate. Normally, nose breathing gently will take you into the parasympathetic state. I like the exhale out through the mouth sometimes even when you just sigh it out and you let out a big, you know, that can also help you just to shift energy and to change your state. Um, One of the main types of breathwork styles that I'm actually trained in is the conscious connected breathing, which is actually all in and out through the mouth. And it's a lot more active and that will generally trigger your sympathetic state. But that even if you're a little bit stressed out, triggering your sympathetic state in a controlled way on a more regular basis is actually a really great way for you to start to build up your tolerance more to stress day to day, similar to an ice bath, right? People Mm -hmm. think you're a bit crazy for jumping in the cold because you are actually triggering yourself into the fight or flight response, right? You're triggering or even the freeze. Some people are just going to like disassociated, like, oh, I want to be in my body right now. Like, ah, especially the first one. I find that that's always the most uncomfortable. Mm. I haven't done my first one yet. (laughs) Oh, well, you'll have to come along to one of my events and jump there. They're really great. And the thing that I found for for the ice bath as an example was it was very much an ego mind game because my head was telling me, don't get in there. You're going to die. You need to run away. And it was the anticipation of the cold that I was freaking out about on my first go. And when I got in there, yes, it felt uncomfortable and my body was aching and my mind was screaming at me like, you need to get out of here. Ah." And what it made me realize was how much control that I actually have over my physiological responses and my mind like I can actually tell myself a different story and actually breathe and talk myself through uncomfortable situations to help me endure that so I was obviously breathing deeply and calmly through it to help calm my system down in the ice and also 
not letting the mind overtake me and tell me that I needed to get out. It was like, no, you've got this just a bit longer, keep going. And when you do those types of things more regularly, it's going to build up your mental resilience to stress, as well as noticing those responses in your body and realizing that you can control that response by breathing and taking a few mindful moments. So I got out that ice bath the first one and I was like, I'm invincible. I can do anything now. A cold shower is nothing. I can sit in an ice bath for three to four minutes. Um, So yeah, that's the point being is that triggering yourself into a sympathetic state in a controlled way more regularly actually helps you to build up your tolerance to stress, which Mm -hmm. is cool because stress Mm -hmm. is going to come. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, this is breath work is the main technique for when you're birthing a child, like Mm -hmm. birthing a child. So it's interesting that we haven't caught on to it sooner like, or more people haven't. And, you know, just speaking of that exhilaration after your first ice bath, that's how I felt after my first child when I birthed Stella. And I felt like Superwoman. And it's why? Because it's like, oh, because I did a really great job at regulating and being in the pain but not wanting to run away from it, being there, being present, breathing through it. It's the same thing. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Okay. So now I wanted to touch on breath work. It sounds great. Like there's so many great benefits. Yet after I did that first one, I was very confronted with how much hard work it was to start with. And when I was doing that one with you a couple of weeks ago, I actually said to you afterwards, I loved how you framed it, that this is going to be hard work. You're going to take, it's just going to take a lot of effort to do this. Cause I was like, oh, I was really like, oh, I don't want to do this. It, it is hard work. It takes, it, it is work on your body because you're literally breathing in so rapidly and out so rapidly that it can feel tiring. <laughs> So, and there's other things that happen through a breathwork facilitation that you don't realize is going to happen. So can you talk us through a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I get it. Like, and I always say they call it breath, we call it breath work because you do need to put in a bit of work. So when we're talking about these longer, deeper sessions where you can start to have more profound changes and and things release, yeah, like we're breathing normally for around 40 minutes to an hour. Generally, anything from 20 minutes onwards is when you start to bypass your analytical mind and you really start to connect deeper in with your body. And everyone's different because for me, because I've done so much breath work, I'm able to get into my body like in a couple of minutes really quickly. Uh, Whereas at the start, you do overthink it. And I know I, even when I was just doing like 10 minute sessions on the beach and things like that, starting out, I was thinking, am I doing it right? Am I going too fast or too slow? Am I making too much noise? Do I need to be in time with the music? So my head was just like la, 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 going through all these things, which was t- keeping me out of actually surrendering into the process. And I think that a lot of people, like a lot of people who I've worked with in the past who actually have quite you know, intense anxiety, they think they don't know how to breathe. They come to me and they're like, I don't even know how to breathe. It's because they have been breathing so shallow a lot of the time and they have this unconscious fear and resistance to actually what it could bring up for them as well. I think that a lot of people who are first starting out, if you start to get out of your mind and into your body, whether you're conscious of it or not, there are generally things stored in there, emotions and things that you may have avoided and resisted looking at or feeling for years. And this was the case for me. I had used a lot of alcohol and substances and food and things like that to actually avoid and numb myself from feeling the emotions and the traumas and things that had built up in my body from childhood. And it was because I didn't know what else to do. This was what I was taught. I didn't know how to process it. And for a lot of people, that can feel quite overwhelming. When you're breathing and you're starting to get into your body or you're starting to like switch the mind off, you're like, oh, what is this? There's something there and it feels yuck and I don't want to feel it. So I'm going to bring myself out of it by thinking or stopping to breathe, stop breathing. Mm -hmm. So it definitely takes a bit of work and also 
it does take a bit of trust in yourself and in the facilitator, I guess, as well, to know that you're safe to let go. Um, so many people hold on so tightly to things that have happened to them in the past or their story or their limitations, whether they're consciously aware of it or not. It can feel scary to let that go. And breathwork will allow you to help you to let that go in a nice, gentle way if you allow yourself to do that too. And you may have heard or experienced tetany before in these deeper breathwork sessions. Physiological changes happening in your body through the quite active breathing in, in and out the mouth in those sessions can cause tingles and body movement and sensations, which is all normal. But I found that a lot of people who start to cramp in their hands through these sessions are just holding on too tightly to something that they just don't want to let go of. Because a lot of the time you go over and you let them know, you know, hold their hand, let them know it's okay to let it go. And Mm. as soon as they surrender, a lot of the time the tetany goes away and they just release. Mm. And it might be a big emotional release. It might be whatever it is, like you said, Prue, you had this feeling that the energy came into your body, right? Mm-hmm. You can't ever really expect what's going to happen. It is a real big trust and surrender piece. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. In the first one that I did back, you know, 18 months ago, I did have the real cramping. I felt, I was like, oh, my God, what is happening to me? Even though it was told to us that that could possibly happen. But when it did happen, I'm like, this is surreal. And obviously I was holding on to something. And this, the time with you, I didn't have as much of that. I had a little bit, but not much. What I had was a full, full body vibration going on. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I couldn't, you know how you see those weird things on the, on the table that like bounce around. I was like, that's what I felt like <laughs> with like energy. And yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that session afterwards. And cause at the end of breathwork session, there was a beautiful sound bowl healing as well at the end, which I love. Tanya doesn't love so much. She completely like just really hates them. Um, But I I love them. So it just uh, gently just and just makes you just feel beautiful at the end, which I did. So yeah, interesting, different experiences. Yeah. I'm starting to think that I would like to incorporate it in my daily life somehow. Mm. And just some, yeah, a few deep breaths to start with. Go from there. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Mm. With with the deeper session as well, I loved when you gave me some feedback about it, how I said like at the start it's good for you to just really go all in for those first couple of songs, those mm. first 10 minutes or so, really focusing on the active breath because it's like a plane taking off, which is how I described it. It's like well, you've got to build up the momentum on the runway and then you're going to just be able to soar from there. So I get into this space um, and you may have experienced this, Prue, where you forget you're breathing after a while and you yeah. still are breathing, but it's almost like your body's breathing you and you're just in the rhythm and the flow of it. So those first, you know, first few songs really put in the work for yourself and then eventually it will should just start to flow for you. And it's so normal for you to feel energy or to feel your body vibrating think the beauty of doing those big group sessions as well is that you're you have this big container of energy where everyone mm. is really enhancing it for each other well, and yeah. yeah it can be really cool plus if you're really holding on to things that you want to release when you hear other people having releases it's almost like a permission piece for you to let it let it out yourself right and to mm. not hold back so yeah. i love that particular session because it was a big piece of like letting things go and just letting it out and Mm. you know you feel so much lighter after you let out emotion and things that you've been holding on to so yes yeah it was there was one person in the room that released and surrendered really well and then everyone in the room it felt like was just like okay permission let's go (laughs) domino effect and we're like yeah let it out It was amazing. I really want everyone to experience it in this beautiful space like that. Yeah. Yeah. um, So Donna Lee and Tanya both live in Broken Hill. Is there anyone in Broken Hill doing breathwork facilitation? I'm actually from Adelaide, South Australia, but Broken Hill, I'm not specifically aware of anyone there. 
I will keep an eye out though and let you know if anyone pops yeah, up because you're in the circles. Yeah, it is becoming more mainstream or well known around the place. So um, there's definitely facilitators in Adelaide. Um, but yeah, you never know. Hopefully, there'll be one that pops up there, or maybe one of you can need to become a facilitator and bring <laughs> yeah. it to Broken Hill. Yeah, exactly. What about Naomi? Yeah. Does Naomi do breathwork? I don't know. I don't think Naomi does, but I. Okay. I know like Bronte obviously does. We've had Bronte on before. She does sound healing and Mm. um, a few other things, but she has teamed up with a girl called Nikki. Okay. And they've been doing um, women's circles and things like that. So I'm not sure if perhaps Nikki is a, um, does breath work or not. I can, yeah, definitely look into that though. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Donnelly? Have you got any questions for Joe? No, I'm just sitting and listening. Yeah, good. That's right. Soaking it all in. We were talking about that this morning, actually. She's been a big, big sponge right now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's right. Sponge it all in. Yeah. Good. I have Um, a question and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's relevant or or not. Um, I am a breath holder. Yes. I, especially if I'm concentrating on something, it's, it's very unconscious. I don't really realize I'm doing it until I all of a sudden need to take a big breath of air because I've been holding my breath for the last five minutes so how how are there things that you can do to kind of get out of that habit I would really just be curious with yourself around the times you are doing it because it's your body responding responding to something right and I haven't you know I'm not giving you specific information around it but from my like intuition or what I would feel is that there's probably something going on with you in those moments where you are holding your breath. Um, and it's like something that I give um, the clients and in, in my group container around breath work and nervous system regulation is we start to become aware of these feelings and sensations in our body throughout the day. And I actually use those three check-ins to just have a stop, like check-in alarms, to just have a stop and notice what what you're feeling because a lot of the time we do get into the unconscious you know automatic mode and we're not really aware of what we're doing and what we're feeling so it's about just becoming more attuned to what little feelings are going on in your body and it's with curiosity not with judgment right Mm -hmm. and maybe just starting to see if there's a pattern for you around when you may be holding your breath and if there is something that maybe you're avoiding feeling in that moment or maybe that you're holding in, if that makes sense, or holding out from a, from feeling. Mm-hmm. So that's the only advice I could give you. I don't have any, you know, specific info yeah. <laughs> on breath holding. I thought you were going to talk about holding your breath through breath work, which is another great tool which just you feel so amazing in these moments of stillness when, you know, you elevate your oxygen levels that you can actually hold your breath for a lot longer. So I've held my breath for nearly four minutes before. Wow. Yeah. And this is after quite active breathing rounds. It's similar to the Wim Hof method if you were to look that up on YouTube or anything. In between the breathing rounds, doing breath holds is just this pure moment of absolutely like bliss and stillness and calmness. Yeah. So maybe you're trying to bring that into yourself maybe. in that moment, you know, like that's, yeah. It's often when I'm, like I know when I'm painting, when I'm really concentrating on something, that's when I find that, yeah, I hold it most. It could be mm-hmm. like almost like a self-soothing type thing as well that potentially if you'd done it, if you had done it since you were a child or because um, I've noticed children sometimes do that, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some kids do it just to antagonize their parents. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Not me, not me. I'm yeah. actually petrified of holding my breath, which is interesting. I was just when you were talking about that holding your breath for four minutes, I was like, geez, like I just think I just know myself. Like for an example, in a swimming pool, if as a kid I used to be able to. You know, you have those games where you underwater and you go back and forth from the sides of the swimming pool so many times. I used to do that a lot, but I have done that as an adult and I freak out and I have to come up for breath like I'm going to drown and I'm like by myself in my swimming pool. (laughs) So, yeah, that's interesting. That'll be obviously there's something behind that and doing breath work and allowing myself to get really oxygenated and then 
holding the breath and knowing that I'm safe and yeah. being able to do that, that's actually going to be really incredible. Yeah, it is a bit of a self-trust thing, right? And again, it's like, what is your mind or body telling you in that moment where you're freaking out? And how can you regulate yourself or tell yourself, okay, I'm safe and my body, I can trust my body. Like you're going to breathe when you need to breathe, right? Like people think, oh, I might pass out or something. Oh, you know. I had a lady come to one of my events the other week and she said, I freak out holding my breath. And I said to her, I'm like, did you have Um, asthma or anything when you were a child or and she said yeah I did and I said did you ever have an attack and she said I think I probably did she's like even you know her partner they hold their breath when they go through a tunnel she can't really do it she freaks out and I said I feel like there's potentially a link there around there's this fear from when you were younger around Mm -hmm. oh I could have an asthma attack or I can't breathe properly, right? And it, again, it's just probably a belief somewhere along the line. And yeah. um, it can be worked through. Um, and I think definitely these regular practices of breath work and holding your breath, you start to be able to do it longer and longer. And it's really cool. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually do it longer than yeah. I thought. And like you said, it's that trust piece of yourself in yourself, which, yeah, if all the other work that I'm doing, I'm, I am building the trust with myself, but that'd be a great little link. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm more intrigued with breathwork than I ever am, actually. I'm like, <laughs> what about you, Tanya? You're intrigued with it? Yeah, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Yep. I think it's something that everyone should give a go, not more than once. I think once you, you know, especially a major one, like the big ones that we do, like 45 minutes an hour, definitely give that a go more than once because it will allow you to experience it. Um, a few times before you can make conclusions <laughs> about it. What is something, oh, well, I've actually got this question here, like as a coach, so you're you're coaching people through transformation all the time using these tools, but describe to me how your life was before you met, and I know you've touched on that a little bit, before you, you know, discovered breathwork mm-hmm. and after and what are the biggest benefits for you? Yeah, so I mentioned before, you know, I some some things happened in my life and I got to this point where I was like, I think I'm drinking too much. I think that there's things going on that I need to deal with. And for me, it was stopping drinking was the start of me realizing that there was a lot of stuff there that I needed to work through. And I didn't really know because I was always successful, had a you know great full-time job and I've always been very independent and I kind of thought that, you know, drinking on the weekend or drinking to let off steam was just normal, right? It's part Mm. of our culture in a way. So I didn't think that I had a real problem with it. But after, um, you know, seeing some people suffer with alcoholism, I started to question my own relationship with it. And when I gave it up for a period of time, all the things that I had been using it to suppress from the years started to come to the surface. And I felt so lost and alone. And like, I had no idea how to deal with it. I was just so sad all the time. And I also moved away from a lot of my friends because I wasn't really in the party drinking scene at the time. And I wanted to just go a bit internal and figure out what was going on. But I also didn't really know where to turn. And as I said, breathwork came along at the perfect time because when I finally got the courage up to go down there, I found this magical tool that helped me to get out of my head and actually start to process these things that were going on. And also just connecting with like-minded people really started to make me feel like I wasn't alone and that there's other people out there who want to improve their life as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So after doing the breath work, you know, more and more regularly, I really started to figure out a lot of the stories that were going on on in my head were just stories. And I started to just feel more confident and calm and grounded in myself which then led me to think and feel like I was ready to do more personal development. So I started to really go to all the courses and um, I think breathwork was the catalyst for me to help me find that safety and that regulation in myself to then find more confidence to actually ask for help because in the past I never wanted to ask for help. I wanted to figure things out on my own, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it really helped. And then it was actually in a deep, in my first ever deep breathwork session that I did, which was 45 minutes. I had this sensation, like I left my body, like it wasn't, I didn't see it or, 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 um, you know, some people see things quite visually. It was just like a feeling. 
And the only feeling that I can compare it to is I was there for my little baby brother's birth when I was I was 15 when my mum had him. Mm-hmm. And the feeling of just unconditional love in the room when there's the babies in the tummy and then it's just there and you're like, what what just happened? Oh my God, I love this thing so much. Like that feeling of unconditional love, there's nothing else I can really compare it to. But that's what I felt when I had this experience mm-hmm. in the breath work. And I had this message come to me of like, this is your path. This is your purpose. This is what you need to do. And I'd never really had an experience like that before. Yeah. Like I said, I'm very, very yeah. open-minded to, you know, spiritualism and we were and all this stuff. But I had, yeah, that was my most profound experience to that point. Mm. I went up to the facilitators after. I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I need to sign up for your facilitator course because I just <laughs> was told. And um, from that point onwards, I just... um you know, dove into more types of breath work and different personal development. And yeah, I still think that if I hadn't have found it, it potentially I wouldn't be where I am now because it really was the catalyst for me. And now I realize how important it is to share the message around it for people who may be walking around so stressed and dysregulated and not necessarily even know because I didn't really know that it wasn't normal because I just been that way my whole life and thought I was a high achiever. I was always, you know, go, go, go. So yeah, now I just get to share that, that tool and the simplicity of, of it with other people. And, um, knowing that you can, yeah, do these things for yourself that don't really take that much time, especially for people like mums, you know, they're always like, Oh, I don't have enough time. Co-regulation is a really big part of the message that I want to spread as well in terms of if you've got your kids jumping all over you and, and you know, they want your attention, just continue to breathe because they're going to feel the shift in you and they, they co-regulate through your nervous system, especially the young ones. So when you're feeling more calm and present and safe, it's going to allow them to be able to also do the same. Oh, what a beautiful yeah idea. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need to lock yourself away from your children to do this work. You can just literally sit on the lounge room floor or in your bedroom with your kids yeah. crawl, crawling all over you and it's going to like emanate out to them. Yeah. That's and dep- depending on their age, you can sort of make it a game as well and, and yeah. have them be doing it with you. 100%. That's the thing. It's just so safe, right? It's just breathing. It's conscious breathing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, teaching your kids young about this stuff is is really, yeah, useful. Yeah. Yes. Lee, Tanya and I have all got children and, yeah, our children are amazing because we have been doing this work on ourselves and it has just like rippled out to them. And, yeah, we're just so thankful that we've had the opportunity to do that for our children. And so, yeah, hearing that if you are a mum or a dad and you're thinking that you need to do this by yourself, no, just do it around everybody like make it make it normal yeah just like drinking is normal on a weekend in yeah. australia yeah. make breath work normal every morning <laughs> and you house. can get high off your own supply as wim hof yeah. would say you don't need any substances you actually have the ability to create these beautiful magical sensations in yourself yes exactly and yeah a lot of people say that because it actually releases that type of chemical in your brain you actually feel like you have that natural high so yes, so many benefits. It's yeah. great. It's been great talking to you. What's one thing that you would oh well actually you you were in corporate, you now are actually doing this full time as your own career. Tell us more how we can get in contact with you. We will have all the links and stuff directed to you on our page. Um, but tell us what you can offer people. Yeah, amazing. So with my link tree, which is on my Instagram page, that's probably the best way to have a look at what services I I offer or just reach out and message me anytime if there's any questions about breathwork or, you know, even mentoring services. On my link tree, which will be posted by Prue, there is actually a free breathwork download audio that you can get. And it's a really great intro. It's literally five minutes. So you'll get the audio that you can play. And there's also a little instructional video on just explaining how to breathe. Um, But what I always give all of my clients as a starting task is to do this every day and just set your alarm for five minutes earlier. If you think you don't have time, make time for this because I just finished up a 21-day nervous system reset with my Regulate and Rise group container. 
and the amount of improvements that they found in themselves throughout that 21 days has been really great. And I'm going to be sharing more statistics around that shortly. Um, but with the, with the consistency of any practice like this, you will really start to feel and notice the benefits and you will notice it straight away as well. Like you're going to be like, whoa, okay. The type of breath work is incorporating the sympathetic activation, which as I mentioned, will help you to just feel like you're able to, um, control stress easier because you, you'll recognize the feeling in yourself and you'll be able to, um, just be more okay with it. And then it also finishes off with that parasympathetic state, which will kind of just even you out so that you're going to be leaving feeling in a calm state. So nice. I know what I'll be doing. I'm going to go down now. (laughs) Let me know your feedback. I always love to hear how you find it. Absolutely. Yeah. Any anything else for this amazing woman before? No, it's been incredible. Mm. Who have you done your training through? I trained with Cool to Be Conscious. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And I've also done, you know, a lot of other um, breath work and research and things like that. I've also worked with Dr. Espen on his DMT release breath work and helped facilitate that through one of his events as well, which was really cool. Um, So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 The DMT release is next level (laughs) when you, you know, when you go to that level. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Rightio. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it. And, you know, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and listening and meeting Joe. And if you want to have more of Joe in your life, which I'm recommending, go seek her out through our page. So thanks, Joe. Thank you, beautiful ladies, for having me on. I appreciate it. Bye. 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 Yeah. Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own soul sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.